Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with spiritual guide, coach, and conscious channel, Cindy Van Arnhem. She is deeply passionate about helping healers and online coaches eradicate spiritual poverty to create 10K plus months so they can be the change they want to see in the world. Having a background as a project manager and virtual assistant alongside deep awareness of universal laws and numerology gives her an edge when it comes to supporting clients. She helps clients find truth, integrity, and an authentic voice all pulled together in a sandbox of one's own intuition to play in. Enjoy this interview. Nice to meet you. Where are you coming out of? I'm British Columbia, Canada. Oh, I love the Canadians. I love how you guys roll. (laughs) I I do. You guys, you guys always respond in ways America should. You have socialized Mm health care. The I and I'm in jazz radio. So the artists get grants all the time. The government actually holds up the art. So anyway, I I, I dig it so much. So (laughs) Hey, before we get into your life and your career, I'd like to know, first and foremost, how did you do through COVID? How did you get through it? And how has it changed you? You know, it really didn't affect my life that much. I was already working from home. Um, I've been an online coach for seven years, so I I stayed at home. It was easy, yeah. right? I didn't have to worry about that. Um, I was the only thing that really affected me was that I couldn't go out to eat at restaurants. That was it. Yeah. It didn't really change my life that much. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. I was one of the lucky ones. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So let's get into, you know, you mentioned online coaching, but let's kind of break it down a little bit more. If I was to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day and one of the kids looked up at you and said, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you Mm -hmm. answer that child? I help people build businesses in the online space. Okay. Which is pretty essential. I mean, you have an idea and you need somebody to help. And I've noticed more online coaching going on because people really do need that. You know, it's one thing to have an idea, but it's another thing to execute it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And unfortunately, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the industry. So there's a lot of quote unquote business coaches out there who've never built a business. Okay. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah. That, and that's a bad thing. So that's a bad thing. What did you want to be when you were in the third grade? Oh man, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer for as long as I could remember. When I was a kid, I was really good at arguing. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, and then my dad passed away when I was sixteen, and the, everything changed after that. So okay. Yeah. So what was the change? So take me back to where you were born and raised. Some mm-hmm. of the seeds that helped you become an online coach, and what mm-hmm. happened after that. Yeah. So I grew up on a farm in rural Alberta, uh, 18,000 chickens. That is 6.3 million eggs a year. (laughs) But I learned work ethic, right? That's what you learn growing up on a farm. And so I was taught, you know, if you work hard, you make more money. And then at the age, I was a grade A, straight A student. I was like, I had the best childhood. And then my dad died of a heart attack suddenly. And um, the stress killed him, the stress of working too hard and the farming life, it, it just, it killed him. And so, uh, it tore my life apart. And after that, I just made a series of bad decisions. You name the bad decision. I've made it, uh, three years of cocaine addiction, abusive relationships. Uh, I did not get out of cocaine addiction in the traditional sense. I moved to Indonesia, which has the death penalty. If you do drugs instead of going to rehab, <laughs> I've always been a risk taker. I don't, I don't really mess around. So that was years and years and years of bad decisions. Um, but throughout all of that, I was also studying 
personal development, Brendan Burchard, T. Harbecker, uh, Tony Robbins. I was just following all of those gurus trying to figure out how to build a business because I could never hold a job for more than a year. I just get bored or think I could do better than the boss. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2016, I was bartending at a dive bar where there was a baseball bat behind the bar and I one night had to actually use it, uh, not physically use it, but I had to threaten somebody with it. And I was done. I was like, I'm so much better than this. I deserve more than this. I've got to do something else. So I went to back to school as a mature student and got event, event and promotions management training. Halfway through college, I'm like, nope, don't want to do this either. So I built my own business as a virtual assistant um, off the backbone of that and started doing online events for other people and got into the coaching industry uh, and met a woman who was very ingrained in the spiritual world. Um, she called herself a spiritual business coach. Talk about smoke and mirrors. She is a spiritual business coach who didn't want anybody to make money. So... Long story short, I got involved in that for about seven years and literally six months ago, got myself out of the cult and am now helping people from both the spiritual and the material build a business that actually makes some damn money. Oh, you're muted. (laughs) Sorry about that. So that has to be something, the path that you've been on and where you've arrived now you only can get there by learning how to do this and falling yeah. down and getting up. I mean, yeah. there's no other way. Yeah. School of life. And, you know, I don't believe in failure. I believe in learning forward. Yeah. So who's been kind of a hero for you in your life? Mm, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom, my mom. Oh my God. If it weren't for my mom, I'd be dead. She's yeah. She's my angel and she's still with us. Wonderful. So let me ask you this. If you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Oprah would be one just because I yeah. think she's really flipping cool. Like yeah. she's again, she's one who has had this experience of failing or learning forward, right? Things have worked, mm-hmm. things haven't worked. She's had the, such hard knocks in her life. Um, another person would be Michael Jordan. The same thing. Yeah. Right. He learned and he just kept going. He did not give up. He just kept going. Yeah. So for these people, they obviously have motivations and they they have things that they want to do. What is that for you? What is your motivator to get up and to help people and to do what you do with your life? Mm, It's the impact. Um, For me, impact is everything. And it's not just about making more money. It's not just about, you know, helping people build an online business. To me, impact has this ripple effect that even when you go to the grocery store, you can change somebody's life. I'm known, the grocery store that I go to, I'm known for, it plays really cool music, like 80s hip hop at this grocery store. And I'm known for walking down the aisles and just busting out a dance move. And Instead, where you see a lot of people just kind of frustrated and kind of, oh, it's been a long day, and they see me dance, and they're like, oh, and they smile. Well, that smile goes home to their children, their significant other. That smile ripples everywhere, where they were grumpy and tired to, oh, you should have seen this thing I saw at the grocery store today, right? And it just ripples everywhere. To me, that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what keeps me going through everything. So what's been your best success story so far? Mm. Depends how you define success. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Financially, I had a $40,000 month. Um, 
Personally, I bought a house recently and I'm in a committed relationship, which I never thought possible. I was always skipping from relationship to relationship because of the abuse that I experienced when I was younger. And I finally found somebody who gets me and sees me and the communication in that relationship is incredible. And so there's success in all areas, I suppose. Um, I hope it's great. Um, I love life. Excellent. So what are you the proudest of that you've done in your life? Ah, so many things. Ah, I mean, quitting drugs is a big one. Um, the supporting the clients that I get to work with every day. That's one getting out of all of these bad decisions that I've made. I think really that learning forward of seeing the mistakes that I'm making and being able to pivot and get myself out instead of wallowing in the, well, I'm at the whim of life circumstances and I'm a victim. I've always had that power to just look at it and go, oh, oops, and move forward. (laughs) So clearly with the artwork behind you and, you know, being fascinated with that, what was the art for you, whether it was a book or music or art, what was it that you've really like early on in your life really captivated you? For me, it's music. Music can change your energy in a moment. The moment a good song comes on, all of a sudden you want to start moving and shaking. Uh, music can make you cry. It can make you laugh. It can make you smile. Music is just so powerful to me. And I use it a lot in my work to be able to create content, to write, to slow down at the end of the day, to meditate. I use it for everything. So yeah, to me, it's music. So. This piece is actually a jazz piece, by the way. (laughs) Right on. I like it. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So let me ask you this. If you were to have a dream tonight, you ran into the 20-year-old version of yourself. Mm. You could give that version of you a piece of advice based on what you've lived, the wisdom you've gained. What would you tell that young version of you? Mm. You're worthy and I love you. Yeah. To me, it's... For my life, it's always been when dad died, it was, I wasn't worthy. I wasn't worthy of a man that would stick around. I wasn't worthy of a man who would love me. I wasn't worthy of making enough money because I was had to work too hard and I wasn't working hard enough. It was just constant, I'm not doing good enough in my life. And if I could have told my 20-year-old self, you're good enough, it would have changed everything. Yeah. Would she have listened? No. <laughs> right. So that's that's the other part of it. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's yeah. your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Mm. I am courageous, playful, and full of adventure. I There's never a dull moment in my life. I'm always constantly looking for the next thing. What can we do? How can we make this playful? How can we make this fun? I even have this really weird voice that I do to trip everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to make me do it, aren't you? Yeah, well, you know, it. Uh, if you want, let's do it. <laughs> you can do it on demand. <laughs> oh, I got to look at my kittens. I have two kittens, so that makes it easier. <laughs> so I usually pull cats into here. I'm a cat guy. So a lot of cats jump into Zoom. So I'm surprised okay. I haven't seen a cat. They are sound asleep. They were doing their whipping oh. around earlier. Yeah, cool. Mars and Jupiter, they're 10 months old right now. Nice. Black cats, they are never a dull moment. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. If you could see any event in human history with your own eyes, what would you have loved to have seen happen? Mm. Wow. 
You know, it's interesting. I don't know that I would have wanted to see this, but when I was young, I was obsessed with the story of Joseph Stalin and obsessed with the, the Holocaust, Nazi Germany. And of course, I would never want to see that. I'm not saying that, but there was something about the psychology of these people who could lead millions of people to believe that their idea was right. And, you know, I think we, it created impact, whether it be good impact or bad impact is irrelevant. It created impact. And so that form of leadership of being able to influence people in that way to, I mean, of course, those were not good ways, right? right. I'm not agreeing with that in any way, shape or form, but seeing that form of leadership, I think what I would, and I'm totally wrecking your question, but I would love to okay. see people start doing that in a good way with that yeah. kind of impact. Yeah, I would too, for sure. So yeah. Cindy, if anyone out there wants to hire you, learn more about you, anything about your world, where can they go? Fullblastcoaching.com. Cool. This and is I'm great. everywhere on social media. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. And I'll tag it in all the notes. Cindy, this has been great. Thank you so much for opening up. Thanks for your time. Best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. 